Hello everyone, Krista and Hannah here with a brief message before we start the episode. We are on the third season of Keys to Music Learning and we have loved every second. Talking about audiation-based piano instruction is a passion of ours, if you couldn't tell, and we thank you for listening and keeping us going. We recently launched the Keys to Music Learning community. Similar to Patreon, this is a way to support the podcast and access bonuses, such as opportunities to attend podcast recordings and monthly meetings so you can pick our brains with your questions, share your successes, and connect with other teachers. Become a silent partner for only $3 a month or, to access the bonuses, a friend of the podcast for $5 a month. Join today at musiclearningacademy.com slash keys to music learning community. The link will be in our show notes. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Keys to Music Learning. I'm Krista Yadro of Music Learning Academy. And I'm Hannah Mayo of Hannah Mayo Music. Join us as we discuss common goals and challenges in the piano studio and offer research-based ideas and solutions to guide every one of your students to reach their full musical potential with audiation. We are back one more time with Paul Jensen from San Antonio, Texas. And on this episode, we're going to chat about what Paul and I get up to on a fairly regular basis with the For Inspiration group. So, Paul, why don't you just kick it off and just start telling us the story of For Inspiration? Thank you, Hannah. Um, as, as I'm describing this, if you're listening to this, you can go to forinspiration.org. The number four. That is the number four. <laughs> And then inspirationlowercase.org. That's that's a, a website that Hannah's built for us. Um, a group of four teachers that began to just kind of uh, try to figure out a way. The, the The problem that created the solution. The solution is forinspiration.org. But the problem was uh, we need some way of showing. A, uh, a a musical achievement path for a student that's learning how to audiate. Uh, we have hoped that it's not just for the piano; that it could, that it could be for other instruments. But uh, admittedly, we're 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 all piano teachers at this point. Piano teachers apparently get really really jazzed up about creative activities. Uh, it goes back to the piano being the composer's instrument, I suppose. But I I personally feel like if more other instrumentalists, orchestral instrumental teachers can get into this sort of teaching, then some really amazing things might happen. But to back up, we have, now we have a, an organization that uh, we're styling after uh, sort of a music teachers association, where there are several of those around the planet right now. These music teachers associations, they uh, provide support for teachers they provide uh, events for teachers and their students, competitions and the, and the like. Think MTA and their competitions, or think Federation, or think uh, Guild, you know, these, these traditional um, places where we 
take our piano students to let them show off basically and and get uh, get chuffed and get uh get get a little bit uh you know get get proud of their accomplishments which everybody needs we know that we are a group of teachers that teach in a somewhat underground way trying to teach audiation but we know that achievement is necessary especially on an instrument like the piano where it's it's uh, largely a and uh, it's a solitary affair to practice the piano. And because you're by yourself practicing this thing or performing this thing by yourself on a stage, the need for uh, a feeling of achievement and progress um, is even greater. And we know that. We knew that. But we also looked at the piano events that are available. Some of us even run these events because we're members of these other teachers associations and we're definitely dissatisfied because audiation has no place in them. There are perhaps little bits of music theory floating around in some of these competitions, or there might be um, some placeholder for improvisation. To, to give credit to these uh, organizations, I, I think the people that, that run these know that there's a, sort of a missing piece to just going and playing um, a sonata for a judge, but they, they you know, don't have quite the the uh, the necessary tools to to make other things happen. We're hoping that our our new uh, organization called for inspiration is going to fill that niche. By the way, those four people are me, Hannah Mayo, Carla Siebert, and Karen Leanne. And we've been friends and colleagues. Definitely, sort of the genesis was in 2018 when we all shared a PDLC together, and we've been uh, great friends since then. Uh, it's also where we met Krista. Krista was our teacher, and we came out of that just just really, really gung ho about music moves for piano and music learning theory. And but you know, we, a, a year went by. We kept doing our thing, and we were kind of uh, you know, what, what do we do, kind of thing. And then, as happened with many other people, um, a, a pandemic hit, and things changed. All of a sudden, all of us had to do remote piano lessons for the better part of a year, some in some cases more. And that's that turned into our moment because all of a sudden we were all on Zoom together and we were really needing something that would keep our studios going. I needed a way to keep my studio going. And all of the all of the things that we sort of relied upon in the community to keep a student's motivation to take piano lessons up had just evaporated. Okay, no longer were kids in, in elementary school, their music teachers weren't asking them to come up and play the piano for them, which is great boon for piano teachers. That's great motivation to get somebody to play the piano and take lessons. That's not happening anymore because everything's on Zoom. So now we've, uh, we, we decided, hey, we better do something. And we, we very quickly cobbled together an event called ArrangeCon. Well, this happened in May of 2020. We were uh, about, what is that, two? Three months into the pandemic, everybody's on lockdown, and we decided we'd do an event on on Zoom. And uh, what we came up with was a an event where students would come in, and they're going to take a, a familiar folk tune, and we made it, you know, the music moves for piano is chock full of simple arrangements of folk tunes. We would make that the uh, content, the source of the patterns that they would use to create something new. And it would be a cobbling together of folk tunes, or it could be a single folk tune with several changes made to it. 
They would find a structure for their arrangement, and we would uh, then share either a recording of the arrangement or a live performance uh, on Zoom. We did that. We did that with about 17 um, students, had a great success with it. And immediately right after that, we said, we got to do another one. And so we planned another event in October. Uh, that event became Costumes in Concert, one that we're very happy to have included uh, a young Lucy Yadro in. <laughs> and she put on her uh, costume and performed an arrangement. Uh, actually, it was an original composition, if I remember right. It was. It was. She's always composing. Where else could a uh, student like Lucy uh, share something that she has created and actually be asked Mm -hmm. make mm -hmm. something for us and we want to listen to it. And that's exactly what was on our mind. Like there's no other space for this to happen. And there wasn't before. Now we're all on Zoom and we're doing it. There's the silver lining in the pandemic for piano teachers. After that event, I think we started thinking, hey, this is a thing for us that's going to go into the, into the future. And we started thinking about how often do we want to do this together? It was a lot of work to put it together, but it was a huge benefit. And we kept working on it. We started to draw in other teachers. At that point, we had already enlisted the help and support of Marilyn Lowe as well at that point. Um, we were Who a was a bit... tremendous help, in the, especially after that first event. She gave us so much positive and constructive feedback that we immediately took. And uh, by the next event, you know, we were doing all the things she said we needed to do. And everybody looked and sounded better for it. <laughs> So that was um, that was costumes in concert. That was October 2020. We followed up with another arrange con the following spring in May 2021. Range con two. The same thing happened, only it was better because now that we had students that came back to arrange con from the first one. The first arrange con was nobody really knew what they were doing. <laughs> we cobbled it together. The second time the students were like, okay, I know what I'm going to do this time. And some really, uh, some really uh, amazing pieces came out of that. And then after that, in the summer of 2021, we had our first uh, summer stories event where, and we kept trying to, trying to think of new creativity activities that could be done in the, you know, in, the, in this sort of, uh, Zoom environment, and we we thought we would do something that is commonly found in the keyboard game series of Music Moves for Piano. We thought, I know what it was. I remember now. In ArrangeCon, the very first one, Carla had a student who did one of the narrations from keyboard games for her arrangement, and at least I remember thinking, that's what I want to do. I want to do that in a big way at another one of these events, and her name was Chloe. I remember Chloe. She was the most adorable person on ArrangeCon was Chloe. And we're like, that's what we need to do. So that was uh, the summer of 2021. I had my mother, Rita Jensen, uh, write a children's story about a squirrel. And she wrote the story. We broke the story into episodes. And we assigned the students that were going to participate to create musical interludes in between the episodes. And we recorded the whole thing. There were three different versions. Three or two, I forget. Wait, I think that happened at Halloween. Was it? My, yeah. Okay, was it? Half of it was the Halloween right. performances, and the other half was the the Tale of Tales, musical storytelling. And that's what prompted the summer music telling, music storytelling workshop. Okay. 
Yeah, okay, we've done right. so much, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah, we, this has been a furious creative process. Every time we come out of one of these events, and we just had one yesterday, by the way. Just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time we do this, we come out of there with a mountain of Google documents and spreadsheets and recordings that we have to digest all of that afterwards. And now, like, yeah, I thought it was in the summer, but... I'm losing track of time. That was actually the next Halloween. That was Halloween 2021. And we did a, a an autumnal story about a squirrel and nuts and leaves on the ground and that kind of thing, which we can probably share. I I can't I can't get enough of sharing that particular video. Hannah Mayo was the uh was the narrator at that story and she was had a magnetic voice going on and we had all of these 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 kids that were just coming up with really, really creative ways to musically depict what was going on in the story. But then we followed up the following summer? Right. Just this past summer in 2021, we had summer stories, and it was more workshop style. And we we all uh, met in breakout rooms on Zoom, and uh, even the teachers got involved in that one. We did a whole segment ourselves where we did the uh, musical improvisation to um, the book, The Perfect Square. And we musicified what was going on in that book. <laughs> and all the students musicified a fable. And it was very cool. We had a lot of fun. And then, oh, and then I demanded, <laughs> I demanded that we have some sort of fourth event which was the keyboard skills event and which eventually became the winter piano games. Yeah. And I think Paul should tell us about the winter piano games. So, yeah, we, um, the, the latest keyboard games or for inspiration event that we did just yesterday, February 12th, 2022, we did this, um, has been in the back of our minds in various shapes or forms from the very beginning. I can remember Carla, who's 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 um, one of our friends in in uh, for inspiration. She is uh, president of her MTA, and she was having a, a piano event that involved keyboard skills, playing scales, uh, chords, that kind of thing, a little bit of repertoire. And as piano teachers, keyboard skills are very very important. Uh, this is one of the things that reduces the amount of time you have to practice on a piece is just having piano chops and skills. The other thing that was rattling around in my mind at the time also was improvisation. I was like, where's the improvising? The, the other parts of this podcast where we talked about my past, some of what I left out was my path towards being able to improvise. And that has been probably the, 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 the biggest change over me in this whole thing. So in the back, back of my mind, like one of these events has got to have some creativity, like in the moment, let's make music from thin air kind of thing. And I, I keep trying to come at it from a different direction. And we've got all these other concerns. And it doesn't quite seem to distill just an improvisation. So Hannah had this idea of a keyboard skills event. I was thinking of improvisation. And we also still wanted some sort of uh, achievement ladder to climb, a set of trophies the Federation trophies were in the back of our mind. We we're like, man, those, those other kids are getting trophies. What are our kids getting? We need to give them something, a medal or something. And we, we thought uh, we would try to just um, put all of that together into a, 
an event that sort of distills a combination of keyboard skills, creativity in a fun and engaging atmosphere that where they get prizes at the end of it. And that's what we did. So yesterday, our event, which was this time on Zoom, and a lot of us were in person. So it was a hybrid event this time. I think, Hannah, how many kids did you have in your studio that day? I just had one, but I believe Carla had maybe three or four. And you all had a whole gaggle of kids where you were. (laughs) (laughs) So, So we had some people that were in person at this event. And others that were coming in from as far away as uh, as British Columbia, and coming in on Zoom, Karen and I uh, found a church, the church that I play at, and we got the venue set up, and we brought in five students and their families to do our winter piano games. Is what we called it eventually, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> your um, head's still <laughs> spinning. I can tell. Yeah, it, yeah I'm, I'm I'm already thinking about next year actually. But what what happened? We, we got a simple board game set up, a digital board game where we could track our progress. We thought, hey, the Winter Olympics, the 2022 Olympics in, in China are happening right now. We can have a piano Winter Olympics ourselves. I guess one of the stories about these four inspiration events is, yes, we're creating the space in which our students can create. But in the process, the teachers are getting really, really creative. And in this particular event, the teachers who were building all of the infrastructure for the event to happen got really excited about all of the stuff that we're making. So we had Carla, who is um, channeling an inside person who is a, basically a, a graphic designer. I think Carla's a closet bag, uh, graphics designer. She was working with Dreama and creating all of these awards that we were going to give. And the award was going to be is going to be a passport, an idea we got from Elizabeth Haymaker credit to Elizabeth Haymaker for coming up in the first place. That's a great idea. We're totally going to use that going forward as uh, sort of the trophy that the student gets. And then we design stickers that go in the passport and the stickers represent the different challenges in the event that this student had to perform in uh, as they went through this board game. We got it all done more or less in 45 minutes we had an opening ceremony <laughs> complete with sportscasters and coaches. And uh, we had a closing ceremony that was uh, hopefully kind of ceremonious and, uh, and uh, giving out awards and that kind of thing. It's, uh, it's been a tremendous journey. Anyway, um, that particular event forms the fourth different kind of event that we're hoping to have on a quarterly basis every year going forward in one way, shape or form. And we're excited what's going to happen next. And I would also like to add that um, we started as four, but we have since been joined by other teachers. And some of those teachers, including Dream Lamb and Julie Roos, were both part of our winter games. So that's our, our, our little community is growing and it's very exciting. And we also meet regularly. We have a standing Friday meet time where, what do we do, Paul, for each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not only are we a sort of a music. Okay. So yes, I started this by comparing up to other music associations, MTNA and whatever. And one of the functions that music teachers associations do for each other is teacher support. Okay. And there, there's some, there are some very, very 
very important and nuts and bolts kind of things that teacher associations do for each other um, that we hope to also uh, in some way do. Only we've got our own niche and many of the people that are coming to us are already members of teacher associations. Even some of us are. Um, they get the discounts. They get the sometimes there's insurance involved. You know, they're very, very real things for a small business owner to have. Um, what can we do? Well, one of the things that we can do is we can everybody work on our improvisation skills. We started out thinking this kind of came out. I don't know. It was very organic. We were just talking about it at some point. But I, I think I've been talking a lot about being a church pianist and and um, church pianists have to just pretty much provide music at the drop of a hat. And sometimes it's music that's printed on a page and sometimes it's music supposed to fill in a little spot. And sometimes it's music that preludes out the first uh, the opening of the service and a closing piece of improvisation at the end. And that's the role that I've been filling. And I'm feeling like my growth that started with Music Moves for Piano Book One 10 years ago is continuing on now as I start to integrate improvisation more and more into my life. And I keep thinking, wow, that's something that every teacher needs to experience. Every piano teacher needs to experience that. And so now, as many Fridays as we meet, definitely not the ones that are leading up to a four inspiration event, but every other time we try to carve out 10 minutes of a meaning where we improvise for each other. And most of the time that involves taking a unit from a music moves book, a creativity improvisation uh, section of a music moves unit, something that we teach all the time in our lessons and we do it for each other. And uh, lately it's been going into the, into the more advanced uh, um, units in books four and five. And I'm seeing some, some teachers, light bulbs go off while we're doing that and they're learning more about themselves and they're learning more how to teach improvisation, which is really the pearl at the center of music moves for piano, I think, is getting at the improvisation. It's the hardest thing to get at, but it's also the the thing that pretty much everything in that method is aimed for, is to just be able to generate music on the spot out of thin air. I feel like that's um, that's at least a little bit of teacher support that our new organization is going to try to do. So if teachers are interested in learning more about For Inspiration or becoming involved, um, how can they contact you? So if you are an established Music Moves for Piano teacher and you are looking for a space to uh, for your students to show off their achievements, to perform the music that they've created, to participate in creative events with other music moves for piano students uh, around the world, then um, please feel free to contact us at www.4inspiration.org. That's the number four and then inspiration spelled out backsplash contact. And uh, we will um, try to keep you informed. Uh, just understand that we're, we're trying to build both a process. We're trying to create something that's never been done before. Um, and we're trying to to uh, do that while teaching our own studios at the same time. We're building this and trying to run a business at the same time. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. And um, yeah. 
And this season of Keys to Music Learning is all about community. And it sounds like For Inspiration is truly a wonderful community that Music Moves for Piano Teachers may be able to join. And, you know, I wanted to say one more thing. I just remembered about how um, a lot of our events, we stick around once the event is over and everybody's just kind of hanging out with each other on Zoom and just chatting and giving kudos and telling you how great you did. And I think that's been a, a community builder for the students, even more than just us teachers who meet pretty regularly, because now they they recognize each other and they're in the chat and they're talking to each other. And yeah, it is. It's a really it's a powerful thing when you start developing your community. So, Paul, we want to say thank you so much for being on Keys to Music Learning. And we have just one more question for you. What is your favorite part of teaching piano with music learning theory? My favorite part of teaching piano with music learning theory. Um, uh, my favorite part is uh, the fact that I will always have something to offer any student that comes into my studio, even uh, a student that uh, may not have, uh, for example, practiced very hard for their lesson or comes from a home that that maybe doesn't have as many uh, musical outlets in them. Um, the music lesson, when they come to me, is never going to stop. I'm always going to have something to teach for them. And if if you've if you're a piano teacher, and if you're a piano teacher, then you grew up with piano lessons. That is something that can halt another kind of piano lesson or any kind of music lesson. And unfortunately, it does happen. And what do we do? You know when we've set up ourselves to have a student go home and learn the music, come back to the lesson and show me that you've learned the music and then repeat. And if something fails in that process, uh, what are you going to do then? Well, that never happens to me anymore. I can, I can have a student that is overcommitted that uh, is in on a soccer team and in the Cub Scouts and doing, you know, all kinds of extracurriculars in school and still be able to learn in a piano lesson and make music a part of their life and have some pretty good piano skills and be able to use their piano skills um, in a variety of social contexts at, at uh, parties and at uh, playing at school, playing at church, they've always got something that they can share with that instrument. And that is the greatest thing um, that I feel um, that has added so, so much richness to me and my piano students. Thank you so much, Paul, for telling us all about who you are and your experiences with audiation and with Music Moves for Piano. I would just like to say I feel very lucky that we share a community. And uh, thanks so much for being here. I've had a great time. Lovely, lovely to see you both. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you soon.